have a credo. We are Revel 1929, a community whose hope is found in the risen Jesus. We exist to bring hope to the hopeless, to be light in dark places, to bring healing where there is hurting, and to show love amidst hate. We're Revel 1929, and you belong here. Isn't that awesome? Like this, that like is so, it gives me chills. It gives me tingles that this is the community that does that stuff. That's stinking amazing. I love it. It's incredible. So anyways, I'm Jameson Brown. Usually at church on a Sunday, you will find me hidden in that dark corner back there in production with, with my homies, Maddie B and Shobes. Uh, holla at your peeps. Uh, I'm usually behind the soundboard or a computer doing lights or uh, horribly, horribly uh, running the follow spot. If anyone was here on Sunday, you may have noticed that Nick's face was not an illuminated the entire time. Oh boy. <laughs> Pretty much like that. Uh, so I I felt really bad, but I don't feel super bad about it. I'm not that bad at follow spot. It's it's this Nick Carey guy who literally, whenever he's on stage, looks like he's running away from bees. He's like, he's like going over here, but then he's like, oh god. Or he's like he's like doing like a juke in football or something like that. And he's just completely he's like, hey Jameson, you can follow me. No, I'm over here now. Dude runs around like a wild man. If you do not believe me, shameless plug, we have a YouTube channel. Hey, YouTube channel, you can see me mess up at follow spot while Nick Carey is jerking all over the place. It's, it's nuts, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> hey, don't be rude. <laughs> I heard it when I said it. <laughs> I'm totally going to edit that out of the uh, podcast. Oh, man. All right. Let's actually, this has nothing to do with my, my message, but this does. Uh, hilarious question here, uh, college-age students. Who here, by a show of hands, has college debt? Yeah! Some of you don't, and count that as a blessing. You guys, you're good. <laughs> no, uh, if you do not have college debt, that is amazing. Count your blessings. Um, I am uh, 30 uh, something. So technically, this is 1929. I'm not supposed to be here, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> Boo, 30 year old. <laughs> um, so I've been paying off on my student loans for the past 10 ish years, a little bit more than 10 years. And guess what, folks? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, actually, uh, as of uh, next month, I will be no longer paying off on my student loans because they will be finished. And like, and so it's so it's so crazy because I've been doing this for ten months or ten years, not ten months, uh, ten years. And like, some months I'll pay double, some months I'll pay triple, other months, a lot of months I just won't pay it at all. But like, this has just been an ongoing like like just chains around my hands for the past 10 years, and it just feels so good to not have student debt anymore. The image that keeps on popping in my head is, is, is Sir William Wallace of Braveheart just shouting out, FREEDOM! Yeah, that, <laughs> I thought it was funny, whatever. <laughs> 
Um, but that's, that's how I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the freedom. You know who knows freedom? The dudes who wrote the Bible, right? Yeah, yeah, these dudes, they know what freedom's all about. Actually, let's, uh, let's go check out my, uh, my boy James who wrote the book of James. This dude definitely knew what freedom was about. What do you, those letters from James, a slave of God, the Lord Jesus. That doesn't really talk about freedom all that much. That's the opposite of freedom. Uh, okay, James, a little weird. No one knows who James is anyways. Um, how about, uh, ooh, 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 I know. Uh, number one homie to Jesus Peter, Peter, this guy knew Jesus. He was like following him around. He was like the first guy that you think of whenever you hear about the 12 disciples. Uh, what does Peter have to say about freedom? Oh, come on. A slave? A slave. Come on, Peter. You knew Jesus. You knew about freedom and stuff. All right, whatever. Peter, he's, you know, whatever. I know. Paul, my boy Paul. Paul used to kill Christians. He was freed from that because that's kind of bad. Um, dude, he saw Jesus and all of his like shininess blinded him, fell off a donkey or a horse or something like that. Dave Cup, fact check me. Um, <laughs> and, and, and Paul, this was a dude who obviously knew about freedom. And so what does Paul have to say about freedom? Of course it is. Um, uh, so he's also a slave. <laughs> okay. Um, it's sinking in. This is not a message about freedom. <laughs> so here's the, here's the first discussion question that you guys will be uh, talking about later. And um, it is, why do you think they made their primary defining word servant or slave? Ooh, why? So that's, that is the first thing that they say about themselves. First, they say their name, their first name, and then slave of Jesus, servant of Jesus Christ. That's like me saying, yo, my name is Jameson, slave, but I also do IT work. That's, that's the second thing you need to know about me. Uh, it, my, my, my last name is Brown. It'd be like me saying, yo, my name is Jameson, slave, also Brown. Uh, my, family, my family name is Brown, but first thing you need to know, slave. Um, specifically, slave of Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah, why do you think they made that their defining word? The first thing that they wanted whoever was reading those messages to know about them was slave of Jesus Christ. Ooh, okay, this is going to be a deep one. Um, all right, let's go to, uh, let's actually dig a little bit deeper. Romans 6, 16. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to death, or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. All right, that kind of makes a little bit more sense. I mean, they might be saying to these people that they're writing the letters to, like, I want them to know that I'm not a sinner. I'm not a slave to sin, so I'll make sure that they know that I'm the other thing because there is no middle ground. You're either a slave to sin or you're a servant to God. No middle ground. As it says in Matthew 6, 24, which is up on the screen now, no one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. <laughs> 
You will be devoted to one and despise the other. Ooh, oh, man, I'm getting the little chilly chills. Um, that's that's kind of deep. So here we go. This this whole this whole series is called Renegades. We are what's the what's the thing? Person who deserts and betrays a way of life or a set of principles. So so it's it's you know it's we're edgy we're edgy in this in this series. Um, so um, the next question that I'm going to bring up to you guys is how? <laughs> oh man, uh, this is going to make some for some good. Uh, uh, question: uh, How does being a slave to sin or a servant to God make you feel? Either way, you're a slave. Either way, you're a servant. Oh boy, how does that make you feel? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you any context right now. I want you to kind of just think about that word, that question right there. How does it make you feel? Because you know what, renegade. I'm gonna be brutally honest. I didn't like it whenever I was doing this. I didn't like it whenever, so, I, so here's a little bit of uh, background, a little bit of sneak peek into how this all happens, how I'm up here on the stage. Uh, Dave Cup, in his infinite wisdom, uh, creates a, a spreadsheet, and we have a series that he comes up with, uh, Renegades, beautiful, beautiful series, love it. Um, and, and then he has like little slots for when we preach, and so in this slot, uh, he, he has like a theme or a word for the message. And in this slot, it was slave. Dave, how am I supposed to preach on that and make it sound good? <laughs> slave, specifically slave to Christ. But still, come on. How am I supposed to make that sound good, man? <sighs> so it did make me feel a little weird. Like, okay. All right, how, how am I supposed to make this sound good? How am I supposed to, like, hey, get saved so you can be a slave now? Oh, boy, that sounds really exciting. Um, so, so, of course, with uh, prayer and fasting and supplication, uh, kneeling, on, I, didn't, I didn't do that at first. I, I really didn't. At the first week, um, I was still upset with what I was going to be preaching about. I was still upset about preaching on being a slave to Christ or a servant to Christ. Because I couldn't figure out what it meant. I couldn't understand why these words are in here. And so, I read my Bible. And guess what? Still felt the same way. <laughs> still read some of these verses. And it was still making me feel like, oh, well, I was thought I was supposed to be free. So, Jameson's little tips on uh, getting closer to God. Don't read your Bible. Oh, oh, if Nick is listening to this right now, he's like, what is he preaching about? Okay. Don't read your Bible. Study your Bible. Big difference. I tell you what, whenever I was reading a bunch of these verses that I'm going to be talking about here, they still made me feel crappy because I was still a slave. I was still serving. I was still underneath someone's boot. Well, I'm telling you what right now. Oh, man, I forgot my Bible. Um, imagine there's a Bible in my hand. <laughs> imagine there's a Bible in my hand, and if you are just reading it, just the verses and stuff like that, 
and, and you're just getting the words off the page, you're just getting surface level stuff. The way that you're truly going to understand what's going on in the Bible is by studying it, figuring out entomology of words. What do these words mean? Because I tell you what, Greek and Hebrew, really different than English, way different. They're, so some of their words mean like whole phrases in English. It's ridiculous. And there's a lot of like ultra-cultural differences back in that time. Who would have guessed 2,000 years ago? Wow. So culture is completely different. And so the things that are being talked about are, are kind of fitting to that culture. But when you study the Bible, it makes sense in today's culture. You can put two and two together. And that is my other shameless plug. Don't read your Bible. Study it. Um, so let's study the Bible a little bit. Romans 6, 20 through 22. When you are slaves to sin, you are free from the obligation to do right. Ooh. And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you used to do. Things that ended in eternal doom or death. Eternal doom, just that's super, super intense. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Now you do those things that, led, that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. All right. Okay, we're kind of, we're kind of piecing it back a little bit more. We're kind of taking off the layers. Um, you were a slave to sin, and you were free of righteousness. That's another, um, another way of saying that first part of the, uh, first part of the verse. You were, a, you were free from righteousness, which means you were technically free from the obligation to do God's will. But you are a slave nonetheless. Yikes. And then, <laughs> um, but now you've been set free from sin and have become slaves of God. So you're free, but you're also a slave of God. So now I'm going to kind of step away from my notes a little bit. And this is story time with Jameson. Uh, I'm going to give you a brief, I know, right? It's a great time. Uh, brief kind of um, a story of my life. So uh, back five-ish years, how long has it been, Dave Cup, since I've known you? Like 26 years ago? Dang, that's been a while. A lot of things have happened in six years, guys. Back six years ago, I was a dude who lived in Indiana in a very small apartment. Uh, I moved here for a job, and uh, all I did was drink and sit in my apartment, and once I got ulcers in my stomach from drinking, I'm like, all right, next best thing is weed. Let's go ahead and smoke some pot now. And that was, that was what I did. That was like my, my afternoon. That was my, that was my after work thing that I did. And I tell you what, if you were to ask any of my friends, the friends out, out and around, I you know, play video games online, um, they would call me a zombie. A zombie kind of sounds like someone who's dead. Yikes. So those things that I'm now ashamed of, those things resulted in death. And, and let me tell you what, I, I understand the chemicals and all that stuff and 
as, as an ex-weed smoker, I'm not, you know, I'm actually, and I'm not going to say that, because uh, it's being recorded. <laughs> um, so as, as somebody who used to do that kind of stuff, I don't judge anybody for doing that kind of stuff. I get it. I really do. But for me, for me personally, I was the one who was dead. I had no one around. I didn't do anything. I was bored all of the time. And so I thought, okay, well, I'll do more of this stuff, and I won't be bored anymore. That's how fun happens, right? So, oh boy, um, getting, getting raw up here. So uh, I had a buddy who worked with me, and he kept bugging me for months and months and months to go to this uh, interesting thing called Amplified Church. Uh, it was, he's like, he's like, dude, it's not like, you know, it's not like normal church. They have like cool music and stuff like that. I think you'll like it. Um, there's single girls there. That was, that was actually the kicker. <laughs> I was single. I was single at the time. And, uh, and so that was like, okay, Dom, Dom Versace. If anyone knows Dom Versace, holo. I know, man, that guy's great. I know he's so good. Um, so I, uh, I said, okay, Dom, I'll, I'll, I'll do that thing. And I'll go to this church thing. I had, I had completely, church was not on my radar. I was like done with that stuff. Bad experiences in the past, had issues with the way that people, hey, Matt, Be Matt Bessel, can you turn me down a tiny bit? I'm getting a little bit of feedback. You're the bomb, man. Give it up for Matt Bessel. Whoa, yeah, shameless plug, join tech team. Um, <laughs> oh, and Shelby too. Shelby's doing all the word stuff. If it wasn't for her, uh, my message wouldn't have the impact. So thank you, Shelby. Give it up for her as well. Woo. <laughs> um, so Dom brought me to church. I was like, okay, this is really cool. Um, still don't know how I'm feeling about, you know, you know, giving up the stuff. And so I talked to another dude you might know, you might not, uh, Ed Newell. Uh, great guy, Pastor Ed Newell over at Amplified Church, fantastic friend, and uh, and I, he just he just like didn't know about what I was doing, uh, he didn't know about who I was or cared for that matter, and he's like, hey man, you want to run lights for us? I'm like, ain't never done it before, but I know computers a tiny bit, sure. So. We're going to go to another verse here. Um, where was I at? Uh, Matthew 25, 21. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Or, yeah, that too. Sorry. <laughs> Different things than what I'm saying, but it still has the same impact. Enter into the joy of your master. Enter into your master's happiness. So I said yes to this small thing, this one tiny little thing. Give up an evening of my Tuesday. Because we were just college ministry at the time. And, and I gave up one, one Tuesday just to try it out, just to go on like a little training thing. And... 
Oh, man. Oh, boy. I'm getting a little bit. Sorry. Um, this is like bringing up some old stuff that really, really has an impact on how I feel about what we do here. I decided one day to go to, to a church to, to serve, to be something more than a slave to my sin, and that boredom that I thought was boredom, it, it realized, I realized that it was loneliness. I was utterly alone by myself all of the time doing these things that I thought would give me some sort of stimulation or whatever. Day one, I meet my buddy Dave Cup. He was on production too. And fast friendship right there. I met Evan Citroni, if you guys know who he is. Oh, love that dude. Heart of gold. Oh my gosh, Red Panda, I'm shouting you out, man. Um, I, I met so many great people, and, and all of a sudden, my entire life was changed from one night. One night deciding to no longer be a slave to sin. I, I, I didn't smoke that night. I had planned on it. I totally planned on it. I was totally going to go to church, come back home, and I didn't. I didn't feel like it anymore. Right here, we go back to um, 620, actually 6, uh, 621. What benefit did you reap at that time from things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. And I, gave, I began to realize, what benefit did you reap at that time from things you are now ashamed of? I was free from righteousness, completely free from it. I wasn't shamed. I was no, nowhere near ashamed. But now, me personally, not calling anybody out, love you all, so does God and Jesus. Now, I know that that was bringing me closer to death. It was, it was, it was horrible for me. It was bad. So, we're going to fast forward a little bit. Day one, serving on lights helping out with some stuff, met a lot of really great people. Uh, a couple years later, I am in a small group. If you're not in a small group, join a small group. They will change your lives as well. Uh, meet some really fantastic people. Uh, Jill and Brandon Stifler, holla, they're great. Um, also, in that first year that I served, we did like this little testimony video thing uh, where I can kind of talk about who I was and, and what, what has happened inside of me. And uh, somebody saw that video. She, she's super cute, like really, really good looking. Oh, man. She's, she's nice. Uh, my wife. I'm talking about my wife. Um, she saw this video in Pittsburgh. I'm over here in Indiana. She saw this. She's like, oh. I like that. <laughs> Actually, it's really cute. Um, whenever she's telling me this story, she says her heart did a thing. Uh, I know. Uh, I know, really cute. <laughs> so I decided to serve a little bit on a production team. I served a little bit in what we were doing here. Um, at, at the time, uh, I served... God, I decided to stop being a slave to sin and become a servant to God. And guess what happened? 
I did a little, and he has set me over much. He has put an ex-pot smoker up on a stage talking about God. Never thought that was going to happen, especially six years ago. Um, a Yeah, crazy. Set me over much. I, I have been rewarded so much in that one decision to take a change and stop being a slave and start being a servant. So... Shameless plug number two, serve in church and you'll get a wife or a husband guaranteed. <laughs> I, hey, it took me three years. Chill. <laughs> Actually, it took me four years. Man, time is weird. But yes, guaranteed, okay, maybe not guaranteed, but what will happen is you will get exactly what you need. God, I had no idea that I was lonely. God knew the secret desire of my heart, and so he brought me in, made it something that is just the biggest thing. I have so many friends now. I had no friends. I had actually three. I had three friends that I played video games with on the weekends, and they lived hours away. Now I have so many people that I can call my friends. It's incredible. It's amazing. My life is so much better now, so much better. Oh, my goodness. All right. So... We now know that serving is good. My, I'm a little over time. I'm going to speed run. Uh, we now know that serving is good. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Um, but this whole servant-slave thing still sounds a little weird, right? It still sounds weird. So let's go to uh, Colossians 4.1. Uh, and this is, this is for you know, the, the, the earthly masters of slave and slaves in biblical time. Masters, provide your slaves with what is right and fair because you know that you also have a master in heaven. So God's like laying it down. He's like, you are not allowed to treat these people who work for you bad. This is God saying this. And so if God's saying this to the people who are, have servants and slaves, then how much better of a master is God? He's the one that's forcing them to treat them good. And which brings us to um, the, so the, the again, we're, we're, we're studying the Bible here. E etymology, is it the word etymology? A study of words, something like that. Um, so like the, like the root of the words and stuff like that. So um, in, in a lot of these, these things where it says slave or, or servant, uh, it's, it's a word doulos. And that technically, um, in the context of where it's put into, it means royal servant. So it's not just, just some, some dude who's like down on the ground in the grime and he's, he's getting kicked and stuff like that. Royal servants were treated actually very well. These were the ones that were held by rulers. Uh, they were also called stewards. They would, they would tutor their children because some, a lot of these royal, um, royal servants were um, more intelligent than their masters. And so they would tutor their children and actually even uh, help out with uh, the, like the, like the royal things that, uh, that the masters were doing. And so these guys, they were actually more like family. Ooh. These guys were more like family. They were still servants, though. They were still servants. So they had no freedom. But with God, 
we are family. He's our father. Ooh, yeah. We are servants as, as we are family. So, shaking your leg, <laughs> calling you out, Cass. Um, <laughs> it's annoying somebody. <laughs> um, so, we, yes, we're servants to God, but, but we, we have the obligation just like we would have to our family. Whenever I go home tonight, it's Tuesday night, it's my turn to take out the trash, so I'm going to do it because if I don't take out the trash, the diaper pail up in Aria's room is going to stink bad. Also, Kelly, I'm sorry for not taking out Aria's trash last week. I love you. <laughs> if, if you're listening to this, it's funny. I'm going to make her listen to this. This is, this is fun times. <laughs> See, we're a family. We're, 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 we're part of God's family, and so there are tasks to do. There are things that need to be done, because if we don't do the things in our family, uh, then, then the house isn't going to flourish. If I don't take out the trash, it's going to smell bad. The entire house is going to stink. If, 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 I, if I don't help um, with, our, with our taxes or with finances stuff, then we're going to start plummeting, and we won't know what hit us. This is, this is how we serve in a family. This is how we're servants, but way more than just servants. We are family because God is our Father. So let's continue on to a couple more things that are really, really neat. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some speed reading here. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. Don't you realize that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price. So, masters bought servants back in the day. They would spend a lot more money on the good ones. What was the price that God gave to have us as his servants? 1 Peter 1, 18 through 19. Knowing that you are ransomed from the feudal ways inherited by your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. The price that was put down for us, so much more than any material object. Think about the most expensive thing that you own. My car is like something, something thousand dollars. It is, it's my baby. I take care of that thing. I want to make sure it's nice, it's clean, it runs for a long time. I would not lay my life down for my car. It is the most expensive thing that I own. Actually, technically, the bank owns it. I'm paying off on it. Um, <laughs> done with college debt, not done with bills. So that's fun. Oh, man, it's an never-ending. So the precious blood of Christ this price was so much more than any material can ever be worth. Because the price was so high, you are more precious than anything to God. And that will never change because it's unperishable. It does not perish. It doesn't taint like gold and silver. Okay, so it's good to be a servant of God. 
You're considered family. You're more valuable to Jesus than life itself. But servant and slave still sounds so low. Here's where studying the Bible helps. In biblical times, if you were a royal slave under, let's say, Caesar, you actually had a Caesar the emperor, big guy. You know, people even thought he was a god. Um, you had a higher rank as a slave over some officials. Your ranking is directly tied to your master's ranking. Ho, ho. So, who's our master? God. King of kings, Lord over everybody. This guy created the heavens and the earth, created you, me, yet he simplifies, us, he simplifies himself to, uh, to, to dad, to father. Love. If we, if our ranking is directly tied to our master, then you are so worthwhile. You are worthwhile. And so I'm going to go ahead and end here with a prayer. Heavenly Father God, thank you so much.